0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. down. Grudden gives it up unselfishly there for Toto to score in the corner. Yo
0: straight down the centre and a Yeo all the way. He found Martin, he just burrows hard and burrows over. Left,
1: Johnson, Volkman, Walsh comes out to Cullen, the
0: Warriors are over. Nifty from Jerome Louie, skipping about and showing. What about that from Jerome Louie? What about the
1: grandstand jump from Mario At full time, Penrith 40, the Warriors 6.
0: Yeah, 40 to 6, that was the final score. Of course, you heard the, the call from the man uh, who is the voice of rugby league, Andrew Voss. Uh, also, uh, breakfast on SEN Sydney joins us now. G'day, Vossie, how you doing?
1: Good morning, Ricardo. Listening to that back on um, on from Saturday. I, I must say, I had a reflective moment, if I may say, at the top of the program today. I know it was disappointing, and, and it has absolutely petered out the performance of the Warriors at the moment uh, to the point where you wonder where their next win is going to come from. But I think we are obliged from this side of the Tasman to say thank you um, to the Warriors for the sacrifice of the last couple of years. It's, it's really hard to get your head around that you haven't had a home game since uh, August 2019. So thank you um, for the efforts of everyone involved with the club for um, keeping this competition going. I hate to think of what the alternative was going to be like. So the Warriors have played a bigger part than any club, and I can say that without uh, without any doubt at all, a bigger part than any club in keeping us running the last couple of years.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean there was every chance it was going to become the Wollongong Warriors there for a while, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Vossie? I mean uh, that was kind of where it was going, but. I can't help but feel a bit disappointed. I know they're playing the Panthers, but I felt mm. like we saw signs in Stacey's first game, particularly that opening uh, sort of half yep. of the first half, that the players looked like they wanted to play for the coach. They wanted to play for the jersey. They were, they were making offloads. They were Sure, their defence was still not great, but they looked like they were doing more with the ball. It didn't feel like we saw that again this weekend.
1: No, what baffled me was, uh, and we saw it maybe in the last 10, 15 minutes. It was a different approach, a bit more aggressive, and all the rest. But yeah, Stacey Jones said in his um his pre match interview on Fox League, you know, we, we've got to play football. Yeah, yeah, we've got to do all these other things, but we, we have to play some football. And so by that, I think if you're worried, you're saying you think, oh, are they going to play you know a few offloads? Well, there wasn't a forward who had an offload. Mm. Um, at one stage, yeah, I was quoting the offload numbers. I think Reese Walsh had three of the at the three offloads the team had made. Um, so if you're going to play a little bit of football, it has to come from a little bit of second phase stuff, doesn't it? Otherwise, Penrith just eat you up. They just, you know, absorb everything you do. I I think... I I can't speak on behalf of Warriors fans, so I'm I'm saying this is just an observation from me. But if you're going into a game against Penrith and you're going to end up being beaten 40 points to six, just, you know, sticking to, you know, trying to complete sets and kicking that, well, I'd rather lose by 50 and have a red-hot crack. You know, like throw the ball around. That's... That would be my thinking, that I'd want to do things a little different. And they did They did that, you know, ever so lightly. It, and it came late, you know, Chanel Harris-DeVita, the 40-20 to the sideline, a few things different. But for 65 minutes of the game, I don't know what the Warriors were thinking, how they were going to ever come close to Penrith. Because Penrith, I'm telling her, at 75% the other day, at 75% win 40-6. to
0: what does that say? What does that say, mate? I mean, I, I looked. Uh, we were talking uh, last hour about the Warriors and their homecoming against the Tigers. And I looked at. It, I was looking at the table and looking at their for and against. And thinking they have got the worst defence in terms of points conceded in the competition yep. by eighty, uh, by fifty three points. They're fifty three points worse than the Titans, who are bottom.
1: Yeah, uh, what can I say in response to that? And and you know that defence, I mean, it's cliched, but it's an attitude. You know, you look at the Cowboys. How can the Cowboys go from a defensive record last year to what they're doing this year? You know, that's been an extraordinary effort, albeit they considered 26 points the other night. But, um, you know, through the season, their second-half defensive stats have been quite incredible. They'd only had 16 points from second halves of their last nine games going into the other night. Um, so that that shows that things can be done, work hard. The Bulldogs the last couple of weeks, you know, they've mm-hmm. turned it around in both departments. So they have racked up 70 points the last two weeks and only conceded 16 from their last two games. And they were the wooden spooners just three weeks, uh, you know, in wooden spoon position just three weeks ago. So things can turn around, but I can't sit here today and say I see any signs of it. No. The I, Warriors, sadly.
0: I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I mean, with this coach merry-go-round that it looks like we're going to get at some point, I did have a look at the Dogs, uh, actually, now that you mentioned that. Uh, before Mick Potter took over, they were scoring an average of 9.6 points a game in the NRL yep. under Trent Barrett. Yep. Now, they're cons- now they're scoring about 27 points a game.
1: Amazing.
0: Is is he doing enough to get that job full-time? Quite possibly. Um, <laughs> that, that seems to be you know, the groundswell of
1: opinion, but... Yeah, you know, as uh, as Matty Johns put on my program over here this morning, you know, a, a new coach can sometimes step in and there's a bit of a sugar hit, and and that could be how things pan out. I do think we do need to wait, but there is no question the Bulldogs are a far better side to watch um, under Mick Potter, and these you know they're they're having a crack, they're having a go, they're doing things a little different. At the principle of it is running hard and tackling hard. I you mean know, that's obviously, You know they, they they have rolled up the sleeves, but there's just more creativity to try things. Um, they're finding a little bit of resilience. If, you know, if things don't come off, they don't drop their bundle and concede a try. That was certainly the case yesterday. It wasn't all, you know, perfect, not by a long stretch. But you compare that to the Warriors. If something goes wrong, there just isn't that resilient. So it's just not there. So um, Mick Potter, does he get the job going forward? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. There's no hurry to a point, to a degree. I think you'd like to have your coach locked in by end of July. So I reckon five Five or six more weeks of speculation. We've got to last two here, Ricardo. And if Wick Potter's won half his games... In that next five weeks, he puts himself as a puts himself up as a as a prime candidate.
0: I think so, and it's interesting, you know, what Matty said about the uh, the sugar hit because they actually lost their first three, yeah, uh, under him, and now they've won the last two. But you could, if you just look at the scores and look at the performances, you can see the uh, the improvement. You can see You can track it, which is which is which is really interesting. Uh, oh yeah. If you're a Warriors fan, who do you want to be the Warriors coach when when the 2023 season kicks off?
1: Well, now I don't really know. I, I look, I'm. I think, I think there's all very capable coaches out there at the moment. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a rap on Shane Flanagan, um, you know, from a football point of view. I know he's got that, you know, he's, he served his time with the, with the problems he had off the field. Michael Maguire, I still have a, a high opinion of, but it's what the Warriors need right now. I think they need more than just the coach. I think they need a little bit of PR as well. And that's the circumstances of COVID, the last couple of years, and not having played. You know, I think they need they need a coach slash salesman mm. <laughs> to to come in. I mean, someone who can talk it up, who who, who um, has a personality. I mean, someone like a Brad Fittler. Now, I'm not saying Freddie's the man for the Warriors, but I'm thinking that's the the type it needs to be. I I, I don't think you just get by with um with a. I'll say this in inverted commas a boring coach. I think you need personality. I think someone who has, that's kind of obviously going to be under pressure and can talk it up and have people talking rugby league again. I think you need a personality as well as a coach.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's fair, mate. That's fair. Hey, we've well, just had a text in, Fossey. I'd love to chuck uh, this your way. Uh, this is from Jamie. He said, uh, when are they going to clean up the eligibility laws? It seems players can play for state and Samoa yeah. or Tonga, but not yeah. state and New Zealand.
1: Yeah, what? well... I'm glad um, I'm, I'm glad the New Zealand part of it exists, but at what point are we now going to recognise? What, what if Tonga? You know, this World Cup this year, if they make the final, is that it? Does that shut the door on any player being able to play for state and Tonga? Surely it does. Surely they become a tier one. If they make the top four at the world at this World Cup, Tonga, and maybe even make the final, and who knows, even a chance of winning it, you can't keep them as tier two. They can't be seen as a fledgling nation on the relatively small rugby league stage. So will that then rule out, um, let's say, in in real terms, like a Daniel Tupac? He can no longer play origin because Tonga's a tier one. Um, It is a bit of a mess, isn't it? Mm. But if we just gave a little more attention and a little more love to international rugby league, we wouldn't be in this position because players would be picking um, to play for Tonga. There there is no reason why we have just a one-off representative weekend here when the rest of the NRL is playing State of Origin. Why, why can't we have more tests around State of Origin time? Well, I, get, I, don't, the, I don't get it.
0: The other question I think uh, Vossi has to be is, why is uh, International Rugby League being dictated to by the country that's only ranked fourth in the world?
1: <laughs> uh, yes, yes, thank you for that uh, comment. Uh, I uh, Look, I can't speak up on... I, well, I have no defence for the, the kangaroos. I, I, I do think they treat international rugby league with disdain because the origin is so big and the club competition is so big. The fact that the kangaroos don't play the volume of matches each and every year. I know people will say, "Well, where are you going to put it into the um, in, into the into the roster and into the you know the calendar for the year?" But surely playing for your country has got to be important. You've got to find a way. Mm. you got to, but the clubs won't cooperate. So you, you put it in the off season. And the clubs put pressure on players to sit out time. You know We've had that Four Nations there a few years back now, but you know, it was almost a third-string Australian side that was running around uh, because pressure the clubs had put on taking players away. I, I don't have the answers. I'm a frustrated lover of International Rugby League. What I do know is that this weekend, as much as I love what's going to happen this weekend coming up, I, don't, I can't see why we can't have more. I, I can't see why on around Origin 1 and 3 why there can't be other international football played the same night i mean origin players are playing why can't why can't test players be playing for new zealand or playing for tonga a- around
0: those same times yeah exactly mate exactly uh I, I, have you managed to find an excuse to to wing your way over here either for the uh, for the warriors homecoming or for the kiwis tonga match so you can get a fritz's wiener in
1: no, well i haven't i tell you what i did see i was at Brookfell the other day i think I, I swear i saw a fritz's wiener no, tent no. At Brookfalk. Can someone confirm that? Four Pines Park, Manly's Own Ground? I didn't get a chance to go to it. Um, I was up at the commentary box, but I'm sure I saw the uh, signage. But anyway, someone can confirm that listening in from the uh, Fritz's Wiener um, Corporation. Um, But no, I am actually going across to Perth. So I am hosting a function. So I will be doing the flight over to Perth uh, this weekend for State of Origin number 2. So we'll be watching. And I'm calling on Saturday night. I am calling uh Fiji and Papua New Guinea so uh, that that's my representative weekend sorted
0: yeah it it sounds like a busy one mate what have you made of the uh the changes to the state of origin sides uh do you think Freddie's kind of admitted he, he he got something wrong
1: staggered by the number I must say the two squads again are very strong yeah it's very exciting when you see the Queensland squad that's just been confirmed and New Zealand born Mari Taolangi comes into the uh into the Queensland squad and uh, recall for a couple of players in the squad, in the squad of 22, but the New South Wales to make seven changes. The thing I'm most perplexed by is that you have four players who were part of the 17 for game one are now not part of the 22 for game two. Mm. I feel that's very harsh. You know, Ryan Madison, Regan Campbell-Gillard's had his best game for the season on Saturday night um, for Parramatta against the Roosters. That was a big game. And he's lost his spot. He, he can't even make the 22 now for New South Wales. Tony Stagg's gone. Tarek Sims is gone. I, you know, I yes, you've got a win game too, but I, I, I thought, I didn't think there'd be as many changes. Obviously, they had to find someone for Jack Whiten, but I didn't think there'd be seven. I think that's that's abnormally high turnover.
0: Is it panic from Freddie? And, and if they'd lose game two or lose the series, is, is that his tenure, do you think, as a Blues coach?
1: I'll say no to that one um, if they lose game two. I don't know where you go after you've made seven changes. Mm. <laughs> I really don't. You only lose by six and you make seven changes. Then what do you do for game three? I have no idea. Um, but uh, no, I think Freddie stays there and, and Freddie is good. However, Freddie might be the one who has the say on that because he does want to coach at club level. So, he, and you he can't do both. And at the moment, there could be potentially... You know, four or five jobs up for grabs. If you're going to jump into the coaching ranks, probably now's the time. So once the Origin Series is out of the way, get set to ramp it up, speculation, Brad Fittler, NRL coach again. Um, he, He doesn't like speculation from his players. Off contract into Origin camp, he doesn't like them bringing that baggage in. So he certainly wasn't going to bring that in. But the moment the series is over, we're going to find out exactly how serious Freddie is about coaching NRL again, and then he would become a real contender for a few clubs.
0: It's interesting to see what he's done. Some of the plays he has brought in. I mean, the, the Matt Burton thing is interesting for me because it looks very much like that grand final winning Panthers combination of yep. Yo Cleary, uh, and you've got you're going know, to have Corriveau on the, the left and Luai on the left, and then and now Bur- and, yeah, and Burton <laughs> playing. This. He's just gone. Hang on, I'm just going to select the team that won the grand final last year. That'll win me this Origin game. Yeah, get me, get get the band
1: back together. Burton, you know, you've got to remind yourself, has not played a game in the centres this year. So his last game in the centres was the grand final. He's one of the best players on the field. So he will be starting left centre. No question of that at all. And Jerome Lewis is going to be squirting. He's uh, uh, squirting, going to be, you know, moving over. I don't know what I was trying to say there. But he's going to be going <laughs> over to the left-hand side and looking to link up with his man. i tell you what's the interesting aspect is Burton... Um, the kicking game of Burton, how you bring a centre into your general play kicking. Because I think New South Wales would be mad not to use Burton um, as a kicker. You won't take as many as Cleary, but why wouldn't you put up... You reckon Caelan Ponga's not shaking a little about, hang on, they've picked Burton. Wow. You know, like, the his kicks are scary. And, you know, a few more victims he claimed yesterday against the Tigers. So Burton's kicking game comes into origin. I just don't know, you know... the. If you bring him to centre field, well, you know it's going to go his way. But that, that could be a weapon for New South Wales. You know, one high ball that pulls off, you know, a mistake from Queensland could be, might be the difference between winning and losing for all you know.
0: And the selection of Coruscant, obviously Cook is in there as well. But he, he's obviously challenging Cook for that starting position. But it, it feels like if Coruscant's 14th, man, maybe... Freddie's looked at what Billy Slater's done with Ben Hunt and and Harry Grant, and and he's he's picked something up from there. And he's going to have possibly you know two dummy halves, two guys who who run support lines, and have them either side of the ruck at the same time.
1: Yeah, would he have them both on the field at the same time? I, look, I don't think he's done it to copy Queensland, but I think he's given himself that um you know, that that ep, that extra bit, and again around combinations to have all those Penrith players there, um then then throw Corrissau in as well, so. In a match you have to win, I think you have to pick a side, and I don't like to be negative, but you've you probably got to pick a side that, what if we're 12 down? Like, we're absolutely desperate. I need aces in my pack to come off the bench. And those aces could be Happy Korosau. It could be sifatalakai you know, like an absolute wild card. Bring him on to, uh, to bust them wide open and to have that option of the Matt Burton kicking in this side for game two. So... You know, this is a win at all costs side. We cannot afford to lose. We can't just defend and hope to win. We, we might have to score going into this game thinking we've got to score at least, you know, 24 points or more.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. I mean, and they, and they may well have to as well. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what the support's like in Perth for either side. Hey, just before we let you go, Vossi, Dean has texted through uh, circling back to the Warriors coach idea. Oh, yeah, he said the Warriors need Dez Hasler. All the dressing shed doors would be nervous, and hopefully he puts the boot into the owner as well. Uh, Des Hasler, wow.
1: There, that's an interesting one as well. You know, there's there's lots of moving parts. I don't think Des is going to move away from the Northern Beaches. Um, no, you won't get Des. But if I look across the board and said, is there a coach there uh, that might end up there that's coaching at the moment? I'm moving down quickly. Kevy Walters won't be moving over there. Um, of the current crop, Brad Arthur, if Parramatta pulled up short, would Brad Arthur go over there? You know, do they, mm. do they keep going with Brad? Um, Ricky Stewart, a Ricky Stewart type. See, there's your salesman. Now, I'm not saying Ricky's going to go over there, but he's the one who would get all the attention in the media, be a great interview week in, week out. You'd know when the Warriors are playing if someone like a Ricky Stewart was coaching your, your team. So... I'm, I'm trying for you. I just don't have an answer. What? I'll probably have a shortlist of about 12 for you by this time next
0: week. I'll tell you, a guy whose name has slipped off the off the radar who could do the sales job and we give you a quote every week is the old, I demand an investigation from <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Toovey. Where's he been? Why love has it. he not got a coaching love job?
1: Love it. And has a percentage, you know, a win percentage of well over 50%, which can't be said the same of some other contenders as well. No, I, I think Jeff's got plenty. I love talking footy with Jeff. And, um... He's more than just that investigation line. He is a smart footballer, and we know how tough he was as a player. So, you know, that's a good mix if he could instill that. Yeah, no, he's on the shortlist. Okay, I'm up to 13 now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, good stuff, Fossey. Thanks for your time today, mate. Go well. Uh, safe travels to Perth and enjoy your calls this weekend, eh?
1: Yeah, we'll do. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Going to soak up every
0: single second of it. I'm a lover of
1: international and representative football, so this is like Christmas this weekend.
0: Life's busy. Take this deck, there's heaps to do on it.